Welcome to Shock Therapy. I'm your host, Tyler Lawrence, and with me is my co-host, Zach Alfers. How are you doing, Zach? I'm excited. Happy we're here. Hopefully my internet stakes here so uh, we can get this thing recorded. <laughs> yeah, let's not try to restart this a third time. All right. So give you guys a rundown. We're going to get tell you a little bit about ourselves. Uh, we're going to give you guys our three round targets for the Chargers. Uh, we're going to do five players each round, kind of our favorite guys. Uh, we'll do a quick ad read, something I'm really excited to bring to you guys. And then we're going to be doing our own mock draft with a twist. You guys will hear a little bit about that here in a minute. So why don't you go ahead and tell me a little about yourself, Zach. Yeah, my name is Zach Alfers. I'm a multimedia journalist. I currently live in the Bay Area. I do some charger writing for LA Football Network, some social media marketing for Expand the Box Score. Born in Ocean Beach and raised in San, San Carlos and been a diehard Chargers fan ever since I can remember. You lived in San Carlos? That's actually where I live, man. Oh, that's, that's where you crazy. live now? Yeah, that's where I live now. That's crazy. All right. I'm Tyler Lawrence. I started a blog called High Voltage about a year ago, a little over a year ago. I did some writing there until I moved over to the Brawl Network where I wrote for Chargers Brawl. I became an editor with the Brawl Network. Then when I left Brawl Network, I decided to come right here. I actually wrote my own Chargers-based magazine. Zach got a chance to see that a little bit. What do you think of that? I got it right here. It's sitting on my desk. All right. I'm actually writing another magazine too, so maybe I'll bring that out to you guys on another podcast and tell you a little more about that. But yeah, I've been a Chargers fan my whole life. I actually lived in Virginia for a while and moved back to San Diego, literally right across the street from Qualcomm Stadium. And then they left a year after and uh, just followed them to L.A. and still a fan. And it is what it is. So let's go ahead and get into our targets for the first round of the 2021 NFL draft. Zach, why don't you tell me about your top five uh, targets for the Chargers? Yeah. So first round, the top guy I'm looking at for number 13 is Rayshon Slater. Uh, he's the big athletic versatile tackle out of Northwestern and some bold analysts even have him ranked as their number one tackle in the entire class, even on top of Sewell. Very bold. Very bold. So with that said, it's going to take a little bit of a miracle for him to slide at 13. But I think if he's there, uh, it's a no doubt. After left tackle, I think our biggest roster need is an outside corner uh, opposite Michael Davis. Before his back surgery, Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech was my absolute favorite pick at number 13. The surgery, not knowing when he's going to be able to play, kind of takes him out of running. But I really like Patrick Sertain, cornerback out of Alabama. I think he'd be a fantastic option at 13. But right now, with the Farley injury, he's probably cornerback number one of this class. It'll take a, another miracle for him to slide past 10. I still think he's a good fit if he's somehow there at 13. After that, I have Christian Derisaw, tackle out of Virginia Tech. He's the guy that, if I was in Vegas right now, I'd be putting my money on. He's mocked to LA in about 80% of all mock drafts that I've seen so far. And, you know, I'd honestly be super stoked if he was our future at left tackle. Big dude, 6'5, 315 pounds. And this is my favorite stat. I'm going to keep throwing it out there. 267 uh, snaps last year in, pre in pass protection, and he just allowed six pressures. 2.2%. Insane. Another prospect I have, you know, skyrocketing up draft boards uh, is JC Horn, corner out of South Carolina. You know, he's an option at 13 that's been talked about a lot recently, um, and the match makes sense. I, I think he has all the skills 
uh, Staley looks for and likes in his corners. And, you know, if we had another secondary Swiss Army knife, we're going to be a problem on the defensive side of the ball. The last guy I'm considering in the first round is Elijah Vera Tucker, lineman out of USC. Right now he's projected to go around the 15-20 pick range, but I'm totally okay with reaching for him at 13, especially if these other options are off the board. The biggest thing I like about AVT is his versatility. He's played both guard positions and left tackle at USC and played them all fairly well. I think the front office has done a great job so far this offseason rebuilding the offensive line, but I like another young guy like AVT who has position versatility, which I think gives us a, is super valuable for a team like the Chargers who love to get injured, especially along the offensive line. Absolutely. I totally agree. That's why my number one pick is Penny Sewell. I know we're not going to get him at 13, but I am more than willing to trade away draft capital for a stud like Penny Sewell. 330 pounds. He's just massive. He's huge, uh, super strong, super aggressive. And, you know, I absolutely adore the fact that he was Justin Herbert's blindside blocker. Number two, I have Rayshon Slater. Rayshon Slater is my 1B if Penny Sewell's 1A. Uh, I don't think the gap between them is that big. Uh, he's got great feet, strong punch. He plays aggressive as well. He's a workout warrior. Uh, he's somebody that I think can really take over that left tackle spot. Some people pigeonhole him into a guard because he's got short arms or he doesn't have the height. I'm not buying it. I think the dude's a stud and he's going to be a, an all-pro level player. Uh, my number three, Christian Derisaw, as you can see, I am at OT or bust at pick 13. I think Derisaw is going to be more than likely the pick for the Chargers at 13 if they stay put. Left tackle is going to be a huge need. Uh, Brandon Saley already said that they need to address and address it early in the draft, showing his hand a little bit. But, I mean, Christian Derisaw, he's got great feet. He's strong. He's mobile. Uh, he can get out and block, and he's, he's just going to be a phenomenal player. Uh, my number four is J.C. Horn. I think J.C. Horn is the best fit for what the Chargers want in a corner. He's an outside corner. He's in, played a lot in the slot, especially in his sophomore year. Uh, he's just going to be a guy that's bullying people at the line of scrimmage. He's best fit as a press corner, but he's got the athleticism to run deep with anybody. And he's just an angry player. He runs through blocks, not around them. Patrick Sertain is my number five. I don't know if he's going to be there. I think the Cowboys like him a lot. He fits the kind of mold that they want. I think he's more of a cover three corner with the ability to play man. He kind of reminds me of Casey Hayward, to be honest. He's got that same kind of mentality. Maybe more aggressive in, in some senses. Honorable mention, I got Caleb Farley. I'd be totally happy taking him, even with the injury history. Uh, he's just a phenomenal talent and somebody that's going to He's going to be a good player in this league if he's able to put some games together and stay on the field. I'll let you go ahead to round two. What do you got for round two? Yeah, the number one guy I have my eye on in second round is the Jalen Mayfield uh, tackle out of Michigan. I know there's a lot of concerns about his pass block technique, but I think I think that can be developed. I think that can be coached up at the next level. And the biggest reason I think he's going to figure it out is because he's just not he's an absolute stud in every other facet of the game. Big, strong, athletic—all the trigger words you want to hear from an offensive lineman. And he's just an absolute bowling ball in the run game. Probably best suited for right tackle, but I, I like him. I, I think the fit's there at 47. Then I'm looking at Eric Stokes, corner out of Georgia. He's a great coverage corner, very smart player. I don't see why he's falling this far down draft boards. I think he's a fantastic pick, and I, I like him uh, in the second round. Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, out of Florida State, he's another 
he's another guy I'd like to see don the powder blue next season. Because I know no matter what team he goes to, he's going to be a superstar at the next level. He's a sticky defender, quick feet, excellent ball skills. And even though he's 5'10", 184 pounds, we were mentioning it earlier, Tyler, he, pay, he plays a lot bigger than his, his size. Another number three on my, or number four on my list, uh, another undersized corner, this guy out of Washington is Elijah Molden. And I think he's going to surprise a lot of fans at the next level. Almost identical in size, 5'10", 190 pounds. He's written, he's being written off as a nickel corner at the next level, but I, I love his skill set. I think he's going to be, I think he has the athleticism, the coverage skills. And the biggest thing I like about him, even at that size, is his tackling ability. He's great tackling in open space. And um, I kind of think of him as an extremely athletic upgrade over Desmond King. Last guy on my round two list is Dylan Radunes. Big tackle out of North Dakota State. Strong, imposing prospect who's going to dominate uh, in run blocking. And I, I like his tape. He, he's, he has like that nastiness, that grittiness that you love to see in the linemen that he just wants to go out there and punch someone in the face. He doesn't like to sit back and pass protection. So uh, a trait that I like to see in my offensive linemen. All right. So uh, my round two guys, I got a guard center, uh, whatever you want to call him, Quinn Meaners, uh out of Wisconsin Whitewater. Uh, the guy is just a massive human being. He's a people mover. He plays angry and nasty. He really made a lot of money for himself at the Reese's Senior Bowl. I uh, had a chance to go back, watch some of his tape. Uh, he's just a phenomenal athlete uh, at his size. He's he's just he's bigger than everybody, and he just bullies everybody. Uh, Odeo Bushi, he's going to be here on a one-year deal. I think he can push him for starter reps. Uh, he also gives you that flexibility. You know, the Chargers, like you said, they – they really have injury problems. And, uh, you know, having a guy like Quinn Meaners who can move inside to center, uh, that's something that's going to be highly, highly needed for the Chargers if their trend of injuries continue. Hopefully they don't, but uh, we've been dealing with it for years. My number two is Asante Samuel. Like you said, plays bigger than his size. He can play outside. He can play inside. Some people uh, don't like the 5'10 height. I'm not buying it. I don't think it really matters all that much. He's got that. Uh, same size as his father, and his father was a phenomenal player for many years. Uh, I think Asante Samuel out of Florida State is plays aggressive. Uh, he's got great ball skills, like you said. Uh, I think he's going to be gone before the Chargers pick at 47. A lot of people have him mocked, you know, end of the first round, early second round. Uh, we'll see what happens when the run of tackles happens in, in that area. Uh, speaking of offensive tackles, Notre Dame's Liam Eichenberg. Uh, he, this is a guy I, I originally had mocked in the first round uh, for myself. I just like Notre Dame offensive tackles. They just breed them. Uh, Notre Dame linemen in general. He's kind of boring. He's not super athletic. He's not super strong, but he, he gets the job done. Um, and I, I think he's just more pro-ready than a lot of these other guys, even though he doesn't have some of those uh, athletic traits that, that you're really looking for. My number four is Ifitu Melafunwu, uh, cornerback out of Syracuse, 6'3". They don't make guys like 6'3 that are athletic like that. He's a guy that just has a knack for getting the ball out. Uh, plays super aggressive all the way through the routes, fights with his hands. Uh, he's a guy that you're not going to be able to throw deep on. Um, I don't know if his man coverage skills are quite what um, you might be looking for for a player in Brandon Saley's defense, but it, He's he's definitely going to, to bully guys at the line of scrimmage, and he has that angry attitude that you're going to want out of your corner. 
Uh, number five, I'm going to take a lot of slack for this, but Rondell Moore. Uh, Rondell I, Moore. I knew, I knew looking through the mock draft boards, I saw Rondell Moore's name and I knew you were going to pick him. He's, I knew it. He's just so d- dynamic, man. Runs after the catch. He's only 5'7 or something like that, 180 pounds, but he is built. He is stacked. He is he's huge for his size and he plays big, right? He reminds me a lot of Steve Smith. Steve Smith doesn't have the speed that Rondell Moore does, but I mean, the guy's freshman season alone would have put him into a first round discussion a few years ago. The injury history, it is concerning. It is something to keep an eye on, but Rondell Moore is a phenomenal athlete. Uh, He has some drop issues, but I mean, the guy put up like 1800 yards and like a hundred catches in, in 10 games, 11 games. Um, the guy's just a stud, and he's just going to be fun to watch. Uh, he's just he's just phenomenal. Uh, I'll let you go in the third round. All right. My, my opinion, we need to get a starting left tackle or a starting outside corner in the first two rounds. That's, to me, pipe dream. That's what I need to happen. If, for whatever reason, we don't get a starting corner in the first two rounds, I like Paulson Adebo out of Stanford. The only reason he's fallen this far is because he hasn't played in two years. Lost his junior season to injury, sat out last year because of the pandemic. But, I mean, when you put on the tape, he's an absolute playmaking monster. I see him as a day-one starter at outside corner, and to find that type of player, the third round, I think, is extremely valuable. Next guy I'm looking at is Boogie Basham, edge rusher out of Wake Forest. Four-year career, super impressive stats, uh, 173 tackles, 19 and a half sacks, 35 tackles for loss, and seven forced fumbles. Not the most flashy pass rusher, uh, but definitely an anchor in the run game, hard to move, and is a beast at clogging up run lanes. Next, I'm looking at Quincy Roche out of Miami. I, I think he's probably the most well-rounded edge defender I, I'm looking at in the third round. Solid in both run and pass defense. College, the dude just lived in opponents' backfields. Uh, piled up 54 tackles for loss and 30 and a half sacks. Then one of my favorite edge defenders, period, um, is Jordan Smith out of UAB. I think we should be looking at him in the third. He's huge, 6'6", 250 pounds. He's extremely raw. Played a couple years at JUCO, played at UAB. Um, so he's very raw in the pass rush department. But the athleticism, to me, is just too enticing to pass up. I, I really like him. Um, the last guy I'm looking at in the third round is Seth Williams, a receiver out of Auburn. Just a big-bodied receiver who I, I think would be best utilized as a vertical deep threat in the NFL. He's amazing in contested catch situations and would provide Justin Herbert another lethal red zone weapon. All right, all right. So... Something we're going to differ on a little bit. Uh, Elijah Molden, I think, is going to fall to the third round. I think that size at that position, uh, people pigeonhole him into a nickel-type role, but the man it just makes plays. He's all over the field. Not guy, not many guys are going up and making tackles at his size the way that he does. He's just a, a an athlete. He's everywhere. Wherever the ball is, he's always around it. He t- gets a lot of interceptions. Uh, he just He's a turnover monster, man. He's just very smart, very instinctive. Uh, he's a guy that I'm really looking to fall into the third round. 
And, you know, even if we have to trade up a little bit early to get him, I'm, I'm totally for it. I also think he can play safety, especially when we go into a lot of these dime situations. He's going to be on the field. Plus, one of the other key things that I'm looking for out of this draft is players to play special teams. And I think he's going to be a phenomenal special teams player. My number two is Tommy Tremble. Again, special teams. We need special teams tr- players, and I think Tommy Tremble is athletic. He's strong. He bullies people. Uh, he can play that H-back role. He can play fullback, uh, and he's got decent hands. A lot of people, are, he hasn't gotten a whole lot of targets that he can't catch. Uh, no, he's a, he can actually catch, and he's, he's going to be a player that I think could be a starter uh, with a few years of development. Uh, maybe take over that role that we gave Jared Cook, who's, you know, 30, 38, 37. So having old. a guy, yeah, he's old. He's very, very old. Ben Cleveland's my number three uh, offensive guard out of Georgia. Again, Georgia just breeds offensive linemen. Uh, this guy's huge. He's he's not your typical offensive guard. He's, he's tall. Uh, he's like 320 pounds, I think was his pro day. Uh, and he just is massive, dude. I like massive guys. And, and Brandon Saley said they want to get big on the offensive line. And having a guy that can replace Odeo Bushi has the, that ability to play either guard spot. Um, I think Ben Cleveland is going to be a, a great player in the NFL. He's got some injuries that, that worries me. Uh, again, there's just a lot of players in this draft that have a lot of injury concerns. Sticking with special teams, Chaz Surratt. Chaz Surratt was the athletic linebacker you can have play will uh he's gonna play a lot on special teams he uh, he can cover he can run and cover uh he's aggressive in the run game he's a guy that i think is going to push for starter reps at some point in the future um i don't think we need a whole lot of linebackers in this defense we don't play very many of them we're in dime quite a bit we're in nickel quite a bit so he's he's definitely going to add depth to that room uh, especially with all the players we lost to that position and then I also have Paulson Adebo as my number five. Again, injury history, but he had generated a lot of turnovers while he was at Stanford. Uh, he played in the Pac-10, which he's seen a lot of good receivers uh, in the Pac-10. Uh, I think he's a player that has the ability to turn into a starter. He could be a day one starter on the outside for the Chargers. Moving on, very excited to announce that we do have our first sponsor, Sandbox Simulations. What is Sandbox Simulations? I want you to think of like Madden franchise, all right? So basically, you're the general manager and the head coach for your very own full team made of real NFL players. You start with a fantasy draft, draft your initial roster. Next, you'll take part in the rookie draft of the previous season. There's seven rounds there. Then there will be a free agency period to build out your very own 53-man roster. Build it the way that you romp because you're going to go into the season with this team. This all takes place in the offseason of the regular NFL season. So think of fantasy football during the season. And when that season ends for those hardcore fans, you can actually move over to the sandbox season. During the sandbox season, what they've done is they've created algorithms to try and mimic the actual player's real NFL stats. Keep in mind that if you have a player like Justin Herbert thrown to a bunch of receivers who underperformed, it could hurt his production. To add to that, there's actually weekly game planning, so you can set your formations for different down and distances. You can determine the percentage of time that you pass versus run, your running back rotation percentage, uh, subbing in and out of press rushers. It's a very, very complex simulation that includes injuries. Austin Eckler was injured from weeks 4 to 12. You can expect that he's going to be injured those same weeks in your actual season. 
So to sign up for Sandbox Simulation, it costs $18 a year. You could use Shock 20 to save 20% on your first season. Again, that's Shock 20. I highly, highly recommend this for the most hardcore fans. I did started this six months ago, and I have to say it's it's truly awesome. I really wanted to be a partner with them, and it's just a great platform and something new, a, a different kind of way to fit, feed your football appetite. Again, sandboxsimulations.com. Use code SHOCK20 to save 20% and let me know what you think. Oh, all I was going to say is that just checking that that site out, I, I feel like it definitely has the potential to be like the next best thing in fantasy football. Like, There's nothing like it, honestly. It, There's nothing like super, it but like Madden it's really franchise. Cool. So it's it's really cool. I'm, I'm addicted to it. And it's it's long, right? So like the free agency period lasts like two weeks and you're bidding against other players, man. It's, it's intense, uh, the amount of work that has gone into this. It's just a startup. Uh, I'm actually like one of their first business partners in this venture. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited to see it grow. All right, Zach. So we're going to do a mock draft. Tell us a little bit about how we're going to do this mock draft. Well, it's a seven round mock draft, Marvel themed superheroes. Nice. Only as what I was told. Yes. Yes. Having a little bit of fun here. So who's getting the first pick? Uh, well, it was my birthday last week, so I think I, I should get. <laughs> All right. Let me see who your first pick is. My first pick is the one, the only Superman. That's, That's mar- not Marvel, man. That's DC. Marvel? <laughs> Marvel, not DC. Yeah, I thought we were doing Marvel. So, uh, Superman is DC, not Marvel. Oh, well then Spider-Man. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Uh, also, first, before we even get going, um, I'm at a complete disadvantage here. I probably seen one of the Avengers movies, um, and I, I I stopped watching chronologically at like Iron Man two. So, oh man, I'm way behind the ball. Uh, I I yeah, all the new superheroes now. There's so many now. I don't, I don't even know. Uh, they're not new the, superheroes. They're, yeah, yeah. they're new to me. I've never seen them. Um, they're being recasted every other movie or so. Uh, <laughs> All right, so Spider-Man is your first pick. Is he is he Marvel? He's Marvel. He's Marvel. Listen, look. Spider-Man. I'll give you a little background on Spider-Man. He's got sticky sticky hands. He's like he's always wearing stick. Nothing is out of reach. He's got excellent body control with the ability to control his body and twerk it into these weird angles. And then he's got this weird like spidey sense. It's just his instincts are off the chart, man. <laughs> oh you see what i did I thought, there yeah so okay um dude i thought we were just you know stacking the most powerful best justice league kind of uh, group we can get i thought we were going for our own avengers you are you are going for your own avengers right i just gave a little little intro to spider-man so i'll go with the second oh. pick all right and i'm gonna go with iron man right iron man he's the ultimate gadget player he's extremely cerebral he's got an answer for everything he's kind of a smart ass but he's always draws negative media attention but i think iron man is is the ultimate gadget player so let me go with your next one all right um x-men is part of the marvel universe it is part of the marvel universe Uh, all right just making sure we're on the same page then my number two pick has to be wolverine he plays with nastiness aggressiveness he is going to hit everything on the field that he sees 
nothing's getting by him. He is my free safety and last line of defense. He spikes people, bro. He just he gets them, right? <laughs> yeah, I got Wolverine and Spider-Man, and I already like my Avengers that I'm setting up. All right, man. So for my second round pick, I'm going to go the Incredible Hulk. Dude, he's a wrecking ball. He's got great size, speed. He's extremely strong. Guy's not going to miss many tackles. He's definitely going to be my linebacker. Uh, he reminds me of like a little bit of like Bobby Boucher because when he gets angry, dude, he's just going to lay people out. All right. Okay. Well, all right. I see the theme here. Um, then I'm going God of Thunder. I'm taking Thor. He is my running back. He's going to carry the hammer and... Any middle linebacker that tries to fill the lane on him is uh, lights out. Sorry, Sean Merriman. We're taking the dance back. We're giving it to Thor. You know he's blind in one eye, right? No, I did not know that. Oh, that's all right. Because when he when he's uh when he hits his mark, dude, he's gonna lay the hammer. All right. <laughs> all right. So for my third round pick, I'm gonna go with Captain America. So Captain America, he's a little smaller early, right? But he really bulked up. He really put on some size. And now he, it's just like he's made in a lab, dude. He's fast. He's strong. He can play multiple positions. Plus, he's a fan favorite, dude. Imagine the jersey cells I'm going to get. Captain America. Okay. Um, the next on my pick, I'm sticking with the electricity theme here. Um, I'm going with my favorite female superhero, which is Storm. And... She's going to take the field by storm. I don't know. I'm, I'm sick of the puns. I, I'm Like I said, I'm not good with the superheroes. I had a hard time putting this list together of 14 worry, people man. that are in superhero movies. It's all right. It's fun, man. It's all fun. All right. <laughs> so if you're going to go with uh, Storm, let me go X-Man here. I'm going to go with Beast. I need some offensive linemen, right? His name is as it implies. He's a beast. I mean, he's he's a mutant. Literally, he's, he's a mutant. He's extremely strong, able to move guys off the ball. Uh, plus, man, you just need some O-line help. All right. All right. I'm going to go. I need some coaching help. So calling all the shots, I got Professor X. Do all my game planning. Do all of all the stuff to get my superhero team ready to play on Sundays. All righty. And I'm going to go with Loki, the ultimate trickster. Even when he looks out of position, he's not. He's always around. Even when you think he's out of the game, he's around somewhere. He's very deceptive. I, I I like Loki a lot. Plus, he's the brother of Thor. And who else can trick Thor better than Loki? That's true. Um, man, I guess at this point, I, I don't have any. <laughs> All right. I don't know why he's going to be a good football player, but I like him as a superhero. He's always always one of my favorite growing up. Um, super underrated in my opinion, but I'm going to take Gambit right there with that pick. I don't understand. I don't, I don't know. I always loved the throwing explosive play cards. I liked his staff. I thought he had the whole get up. Uh, I'm taking Gambit. Okay. I guess we'll make this the last one because I'm kind of running out of superheroes here. So next I'm going to go Hawkeye. I need a quarterback, bro. First, he's deadly accurate. I mean, think about the bow, dude. He just bows, bows, bows. <laughs> He's not the star of some other guys, right? He's not going to carry the team, right? But he's totally the best game manager. And he just he possesses superhuman abilities. He's just super well-conditioned, and I, I don't have to worry about him. Though he does switch sides, which isn't cool. But that was not his fault. You know, some 
some issues in the locker room basically was going on. <laughs> All right, Zach, I think we're good. Do we have anything else? Uh, on the superhero front? No. No, no I'm, I'm superheroed out. Superheroed out, but so excited for this draft. I, I haven't been more excited for an NFL draft. I haven't felt so much anticipation for an NFL draft before more than this one. I'm so excited and I, I can't wait for it to get here. Four picks in the top 100. We got 10 days when we're recording this right now. When you guys are listening to this, we'll have just a week. I don't know if we're going to record next week just because it's just kind of a short week before the NFL draft, but I think it's, it's a good idea for us to do our next episode right after the draft and talk about some of our new draft picks. I, I can't wait to... Yeah, to welcome the new guys. I am so excited. All right. Well, thank you guys very much. You guys are listening to Shock Therapy with the Say It Again Network. Thank you very much. You guys have a great day. (laughs) 